0: Hey guys, welcome to Managers Mindset Podcast. In this podcast, we'll be interviewing successful coaches, consultants and management professionals to understand what made them successful and share that knowledge to the entire world. Hi, my name is Gopinath Vijay Kumar and I'm the host for that day and an upcoming author of a book called as The Real Corporate Hero. Today, we have a special guest who was into corporate world for some time and then moved as a consultant. And to be more specific, he is a behavioral expert. So we we are going to be having a lot of insight coming out from this podcast. Stay tuned till the end. Let me welcome our guest for the day, who is Mr. Shiva. Hi, Shiva. How do you really feel? Hey,
1: Gopi, feeling good. Uh, nice. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks, Shiva. So to start with, uh, give us a little bit of a background on what you do and what's, you know, so far, how it was been and what was your journey so far. Give us a little bit of a background.
1: Okay. Uh, see, I have a very diverse background. Uh, okay. I like to call it diverse. Other people call it confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did my bachelor's in engineering. Uh, then I did my MBA marketing and finance. Okay. But I got placed as a HR consultant. Oh, Okay. Uh, so the company that came to campus hired me for HR. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I asked my director at that point of time, why did you hire me in HR when I did not study it? Mm-hmm. Uh, he told me an answer, which I don't know if it is true or false, but I like to believe it is true. Okay. Uh, he said, uh, I want somebody in consulting who has a different perspective of what's happening.
2: Okay. Uh, okay. says,
1: so he says, if you're going into HR with no knowledge of HR, uh, okay. you okay. might ask some foolish, basic, stupid questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, which the professionals may not be able to answer.
2: Right, right. Uh,
1: so I think that's how my career uh, shifted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got into HR even though I studied marketing. Uh, so then I did my master's in HR. Then I did my master's in psychology. Uh, I got into HR consulting. Uh, at that point of time, uh, I I worked with a big brand. I worked with Deloitte & Touche. Uh, so okay. the name was much bigger than me. So when I walked into any consulting uh, assignment, right. uh, I was a 23, 24 year old guy uh, talking to 58 year olds on how they should do their compensation strategy, whereas the oh. only thing I knew was space loop, right, okay. uh, in terms of practical experience. So right. that's when I decided to move out of consulting, thought I'll gain some real world experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then uh, at that point of time, IT was really booming, was Okay. late 99, early 2000. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then I accidentally got into HR consulting. I mean, I got into IT HR. Okay. Okay. So as I was in uh, HR, I think I did uh, basic product definitions, Mm -hmm. uh, writing uh, product manuals. Mm -hmm. uh, And from there I moved out because it was difficult after a point of time working only with computers and uh, hardware. And so then I got back into HR consulting training, which is what I've been doing ever since, since 2004. Okay. So that's how I so have... Primarily,
0: been... primarily, it was, it was uh, a cha- chance, right? So you got a chance in terms of, right? And then uh, you, that, that has evolved into a complete career option, right?
2: Sure, sure.
1: Yeah. Because people do ask me, I mean, uh, was it your passion to become a, a consultant? A consultant. I, said, I said, I'll be lying if I have to say it's a passion. Uh, it was just pure accident. Right. Uh, but of course, I enjoy doing what I'm doing now.
0: Yeah, of, yeah. True. So that's why a lot of people get confused right? in terms of what is I should be, uh, you know, completely following passion and, you know, uh, uh, when I do what I'm so for for, for an example, uh, if I like music, which is my passion, and currently I'm working, people say that is my passion, but this is I'm just do it for a living, but uh, if passion is not that what you love you, you can do whatever you're going to do, you can still love that, right? It's putting your heart and soul in what you do and sure. give the best out of it, right? That's sure. one one clarity, a lot of people really missing it out. So your, your complete journey is all about, you know, clearing out this complete confusion of, yeah, you know, do what you love despite, you know, uh, whatever you want to do. Right? Yeah. And, and, and,
1: tomorrow, and tomorrow, my love might change. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Are,
0: it's about how, how, yeah. how much deep you are going in, right? So Absolutely. that's the only key thing. Now, having, having talked about this, uh, Shiva, one thing uh, being a behavioral expert, right? What is one thing I wanted to really uh, understand in this today's world? Uh, the coaching, mentoring and grooming, you know, uh, giving right feedback to different uh, people and all of this, it right, has become a integrated part of the first line managers and second line managers job, right? So, and people really overlook this, right? They they just give feedback just like that and say, you know, and, and there is always been a surprise for a lot of people at the end of the... Uh, appraisals, sure. right? People just sure. call at the appraisals and say, this was the feedback and this is your rating. A lot, sure. lot of people get surprised and say, yeah. so how do, how do we manage all of that? And, and today's uh, session, I wanted to be more focused on giving feedback. How do we give feedback and why feedback is important and uh, what are the various techniques we can apply? Or probably how to handle, you know, difficult uh, employees where they yeah. will need to def- 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 definitely give a feedback to them. To start with, we will talk about why feedback and uh, it is really important and why we should not be overlooking that.
1: Sure. I think uh, it's an excellent topic that you've chosen. Uh, feedback is an extremely critical skill for managers. Uh, first okay. line, second line, top line, everywhere. Right. Uh, and uh, I think uh, most feared technique or skill as well. Uh, And when I'm saying feared, both the manager and the receiver of the feedback are scared. Uh, So, the entire process of giving and receiving feedback has become such a terrible thing in carpets. Uh, And I think it really requires a lot of uh, attention and focus. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, Give me a few minutes. I'll set the context for this because uh, many times what happens is uh, we look at management in isolated concepts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. When we talk about feedback, we're talking about feedback alone. But uh, mm-hmm. it's part of an integrated whole right. uh, and we need to understand the integrated whole, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me start with this word performance because mm-hmm. feedback comes only in the context of performance mm-hmm. uh, and many times in my programs with senior managers, I ask mm-hmm. them what is the meaning of the word perform mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it's interesting to see the various kinds of definitions that happen around this word mm-hmm. I have a very simple way of saying it it's just per form right. uh, is it as per a form So, which means, do you have a form? The form Mm -hmm. should have stated the expectation. Right. Now, when a person does an activity, Mm -hmm. please go and check it against the form. Mm. Is it as per the form? Beautiful. Yes, it is. Now, you tell the person you've achieved, you did not achieve. Mm. Now, without a form, going and telling a person you did not meet my expectation is where the biggest challenge is.
2: Right. right?
1: Uh, So, I think it comes from the context of understanding what is performance? Right? Mm. Uh, now, when you talk about feedback, uh, and I think the word feedback also needs to be understood in its own uh, cultural context as well. Right uh, Now, simply from the word feed, feed means to nourish. Mm. Feed is to help a child grow. Mm. Uh, you're not going to go and feed ice cream to a child. Right. You're probably going to go and feed vegetables or something mm-hmm. that the child needs.
0: Needs. Correct. True.
1: Uh, Now, that's a big challenge in feedback because do you give what the child needs Hmm. or what the child wants?
0: Wants, exactly. Right.
1: Now, the employee needs the feedback. He may not necessarily want the feedback.
0: Yeah. Now,
1: that's where feedback becomes tricky. Now, the manager thinks I should give this uh, and Hmm. the employee thinks, I mean, why the hell are you even talking about this to me?
2: Right, Right, right.
1: I think that's a gap. Now, so from the word feedback itself, it's Hmm. only to grow. It is only Hmm. to nourish. It is only to encourage. Right. Uh, And and
0: Most of the times it's like when they, when they really need it, then you're give, then you're going to give it right. Which means like, if it, if you're going to give something for free and people are not going to take it, take it up. Right. The value of the things is going to really reduce. That's Uh, the way I see it. So true. Absolutely
1: true. See, in fact, the same context, I was thinking about it. Hmm. Uh, My daughter goes for dance class. Right. Right. Now, if I want to learn about, uh, let's say the one not eight poses of Shiva hmm. Dr. Padma has done it beautifully on YouTube. Hmm. Now I don't need to go to a teacher and get her uh, trained. Right. Uh, if I want to learn the style of Bharatanatyam, I go to YouTube. I see Meenakshi Chittaranjana and I watch. Hmm. Now why hmm. go for a dance class? Why should I pay a dance teacher?
2: Hmm.
1: Uh, why go for a karate coaching class when Bruce Lee is teaching it on YouTube?
2: Hmm. Hmm.
1: Right. Uh, then I realized the only thing that I'm paying for is feedback. Yeah, true. See, now when my daughter does the step, is mm-hmm. she doing it correctly or not? The YouTube person is not going to tell. Right, right. But that poor teacher who's there is going to give feedback. Yeah. Right? So in all of the coaching context that we're describing, hmm. I'm paying for feedback. Yeah, true, true. The true. only place where feedback is free is corporate. Corporate.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> the, yeah. the
1: manager calls and says, come, I'll give you feedback. And like you said, because it is free, mm. it's not valued. Yeah, 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 Otherwise, for example, for me to go to a senior person who mm. has experience in that area mm. uh, and learn is the best thing that can happen. Mm. Now, if my manager calls me and says, I want to share some feedback, mm. I should actually be jumping with joy.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, true.
1: But in reality, I said, oh, my God, really? Two o'clock meeting, feedback, mm. what went wrong? Isn't it? Yeah. So we've shifted the whole context to something that is negative. Negative. Uh, So, I think the first step for managers in corporates is how do you move this thought process from negative to positive? Positive. Okay. So, are we genuinely concerned about the person changing behavior Hmm. or am I irritated about the performance of the employee?
2: Hmm. Hmm. True. True.
1: And employees are smart. They know whether you're telling it for their benefit or your benefit.
2: Right. 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 Uh,
1: So, in fact, if uh, people who are watching this want to read, uh, there is a book called five levels of leadership hmm. uh, by hmm. John, Maxwell. John
2: Maxwell. Now,
1: right. how is that connected to performance is because he defines multiple levels of leadership. Okay. And it says yeah. at the first level of leader, mm-hmm. he says, why should someone follow you? Because the, the right. definition of right. Peter Drucker, Peter yeah. Drucker defines leadership as, uh, if somebody is willing to follow you, you're a great leader. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So step one, why should somebody follow you?
0: There Just has to be some purpose. Yeah.
1: But step one, he says, because they have to follow you. You're my manager.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
1: I don't have a choice. I come and join the company. Uh uh Uh, Gopi is my manager. I don't have a choice but to follow level one. The faster you get out of this level, the better it is. Better it is. Okay.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. So you
1: Mm -hmm. move from have to follow Mm. to I want to follow Gopi.
0: Right. Because it becomes an obligation, right? When it Ah. becomes an obligation, then uh, there is no connect.
1: Exactly. It becomes transactional, right? So from level one of have to follow, I move to Hmm. level two of want to follow.
0: Want to follow. Okay. Hmm.
1: Now there is at a point of time, for example, I mean, I like a particular film star Hmm. uh, and the film star gets into politics Hmm. right now. I want to follow because I like the person, right? how long will I follow the person depends on the results that the person achieves. That's level three leadership. Okay. Okay. If the person mm. brings about what they said, they will do. I'll continue to follow. Mm. Uh, otherwise, I'll follow somebody else for politics, and I'll follow somebody else for. Mm. Now this is level three. Right. Level four, mm. you see some people leaving parties or companies, and a lot of people follow them. Right. The only reason they follow is because they know wherever this guy goes, they will grow me. Mm. Right. So level one have to follow. Level, level two, is two want to follow. Mm. Level three is you're achieving results. Therefore, it right. makes sense to follow you. Hmm. Level four is you will grow me. Therefore, it makes sense to follow you. Makes, yeah. Right. Right. Now, level five, he says is charisma is what people attribute to you. And something right. that is, right. the pinnacle is what uh, hmm. John Maxwell says. Hmm. Now, when you give feedback, it also depends on at which level are you giving feedback? Hmm. If you're giving hmm. feedback from level one, you have hmm. to give feedback. Right. I will also come and sit in the room because I have to listen to the feedback.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, right. You right. give, I listen, then we walk away. Hmm. If you give from level two, hmm.
0: right?
1: I like you and you give me feedback, chances are I will listen.
0: Yeah, the, objective, the meaning the possibility of acceptance is going to be slightly higher.
1: It's slightly higher, but yeah. there is a catch there because hmm. I will start wondering, hey, what's wrong with this fellow?
2: Hmm.
1: Til, till yesterday, he was nice. Today, he's become manager. So he's starting to talk uh-huh, all this. Right. So the liking at some point of time had become dislike when you Mm. give me, let's say feedback that is difficult for me to digest. Mm. I will stop liking you. Mm. That's why we tell managers, don't try to be likable. Because because overnight people can stop liking you. Right. So that's the level two. Level Mm. three, you're achieving results for the organization and giving me feedback. Mm. I like to call this as professional feedback. And I'm not meaning professional in a nice way because whatever the manager is saying is true. Hmm. But I don't like listening to what you're saying. Hmm. Because you didn't make me feel good about what you're saying. Right. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to deny I will accept. Hmm. But it's still making me feel worthless. Right. It makes me feel that only because of me, our team lost out on performance.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: So it's very professional in the sense it's brutal. Hmm. Now level four, I know you're giving feedback for me to grow and develop. Hmm.
2: Hmm.
1: Whatever you tell me Hmm. is for my benefit.
2: Right. Right. Now you
1: try giving feedback, the Hmm. whole context becomes positive.
2: Right. So
1: if we go back and you ask me the question, Shiva, how do we make feedback positive? Because you described it as a negative experience. Hmm. How do you convert it to a positive experience?
0: That it's requires about- a lot of conscious effort, Moshuva. Right? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I mean, it's it's all about with us, right? When when I actually get into a room for giving, uh, you know, probably what I understand is that if you get into a room itself, it becomes more formal, right? <laughs> so so we need to find a way where where I need to make it little personal and you know informal, and also, but it it has to be uh, you know we need to take a lot of conscious effort in terms of uh, how to make it positive. Right. So probably we need to try and see what kind of techniques available in the, you know, in management books and adapt and try and see some, sometimes it might work. Some, sometimes it may not work. We need to try and see, but what is the interest, interesting part point, which I picked up from this entire level five uh, levels of leadership is that when, when you look back and see that you might be definitely having a person who you would be following for ages right? For instance, I have a mentor who groomed me for 10 years now, right? I, I I still, I still look up to him. Why? Because, because I have grown up along with him, right? Right. Now I'm able to connect with him. So, so that person, whatever he talks, it's going to be so blunt to me. Even the feedback is going to be slow. So blunt, you don't have to really care about the choices of word and all of that. So since you had into the level four of the stage, exactly. Exactly. the feedback becomes so easy. You he can he can give feedback Absolutely. pretty straight, right? Absolutely. It can be brutal, but you will still listen. Stu- yeah, that, that's what I was thinking out on what stages. And so that's extremely important to understand at what level uh, we are in and try to adapt to the feedback and give it to people, right?
1: Exactly. Okay. That's why I said feedback, you can't look at it isolated. You Isolate. have to look at your leadership and management style mm-hmm. and then see how you're giving feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, because independently looking at feedback is not going to help because mm-hmm. uh, you have built something in the past: a relationship, a trust, mm-hmm. a communication. Mm-hmm. Now all of that is
0: what makes feedback better. Right. So another one of the things which I was actually looking at is that you know when I when we ask for you know uh, the first line managers or second line managers to say that you know uh, give a feedback to this particular person because his performance are dropping down or his behaviors are changing or he's going into a shell and all of that. Right, people go back and give their feedback and come back and tell us that I have given feedback, he will change. Right, right, and right. then we wait for some time and behavior it doesn't change, and we ask them. So you said you have given the feedback, but people are not changing. What, what, what's wrong then? They said, what I can do, only, only thing I can do is, you know, I can give a, a feedback. So it becomes a transactional checklist where. Right i've done that so effectiveness of the feedback is not measured anywhere right sure. so how do we how do we really you know gauge this and understand you know uh, whether the the feedback which i'm given is working or is it uh, really acceptance so probably i might be in level 1 level 2 level 3 so level 1 is the disaster stage where i cannot be there sure. for sure, sure. sure right level 2 at least there is there is some chances right Let, let's assume i am in level 3 as well Right. right. Where, 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 uh, being more professional and giving a pretty good feedback around people. Right. When I do that and things are not still working. Right. Okay. Now, how do we, how do we tackle this again? Sure. A good question. See, uh, I w- want
1: to see it in multiple views. Uh, one, uh, because I talked about feedback as encouraging feedback hmm. is about, uh, nourishing a person. Hmm. So if, Somebody nourishes me, inspires me, hmm. and the English meaning of the word inspire says to breathe life into. Hmm. So, which mm-hmm. means if you are giving feedback into me, hmm. you've actually breathed life into me. Okay. So, when I walk away from your cabin or after the meeting, hmm. I should have a small spring in my shoes and walk. Oh, all right. That's your first indicator of, okay, you've done a good job.
2: Okay. Okay. Now,
1: usually the opposite happens. In fact, the opposite of the word inspire is expire.
2: Hmm. Mm. which
1: means to take away life. Mm. Now, after a feedback session with the boss, mm. there are so many people who cannot go back to work without taking a break. Yeah, absolutely. Right. They Might walk be. out, uh, have a smoke, walk breathe off, some pressure, Now, why you need a break is because that person sucked out something from you. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, the question is, Now, as a manager, are mm. you inspiring, breathing in or are you sucking out? Right. Now, that's a very simple indicator. The person mm. went back to his workplace with a spring in the walk mm. in which he did, mm. you've done a good job. Right. The person has walked out of the office, you've done a bad job. Straight okay. simple indicator. Okay. Right. Mm. Uh, so now, when you want to give feedback to the person, mm. uh, now, if you're very clear that you're telling the person what behavior change you want, right. Now, I commonly ask this in training programs that I do. I mean, if I tell somebody, you're wearing a nice dress.
2: Okay. Is it feedback?
1: Right? Uh, Or I don't like the dress that you're wearing. Mm. Why don't you wear something better? Mm. Right? Is it feedback? No, it's not. It is just an observation. Mm. Right? Now, uh, your presentation was good today or you're an excellent team player. Right. uh, I'm not even taking the negative context. You're not a good team player. I'm saying you're an excellent team player. You did a great presentation. Mm. Now, if this person needs to do a great presentation tomorrow, what should they do? They don't know. You've enough. never told them that. Hmm. See, the dress is not nice. I mean, what's not nice?
0: Yeah, I mean, probably. I don't know. Not. Yeah, the right. color, choice of the color is could be wrong. Sure.
1: So I think that's where the manager helps hmm. by actually giving feedback that hmm. helps me change my behavior, which means okay. if he be tells specific. you... Yeah, be specific and yeah. tell me the behavior. Now, mm. if you tell me in a great presentation, why was the presentation great? It says, mm. I love the flow of text. Right. The content uh, flow from one slide to another slide was logical. Mm. Okay. Uh, you used pictures that were relevant. Mm. You were prepared for all the questions that were mm. uh, asked. Right. I think you did an excellent job. Okay. Now, that guy knows tomorrow mm. he has to have a presentation that is logical. Right. He has to have relevant pictures. Right. He has to be prepared for questions. Mm. Uh, or if it's a dress, if you tell mm. the person the color suits you, mm. uh, you've color coordinated your dress very well. It fits you properly. Mm. So next time I'm buying a dress, at least I know I will ask somebody: Does this color suit me? Right? Does it fit me well? Mm. Uh, will this match? Mm. Now I think that's really where the difference is. The manager ends up saying, "I expect more from you." Mm. I mean, the employee says, "I also expect more from me, but please tell me what to do."
0: Yeah, it's right. not specific in nature, right? Uh, Probably we I mean, are not even. That's what it is. It is yeah even when you get into the appraisal meetings and people say you need to improve communication yeah communication is a big very big wide topic right probably is the written communication is a problem within the written communication what is the problem area be specific so that people can take actions around those particular uh list right? Sure. so that's sure. one thing uh Shibab, I mean, we talked about more being specific on how to give feedback and all of this uh being a consultant uh, right What is, what is, you would have given certain feedback to your, probably you might be having certain team, you would have given it or probably, you know, somebody would have reached out to you on asking on, you know, fix this problem because the complete feedback mechanism or coaching mechanism or is, is not working for us, right? Right. Uh, What, what is that one uh, biggest challenge area, right? The industry is facing or probably you have seen uh, within different people.
1: See, it's very simple communication. Very, Hmm. very simple. Uh, which is something that most people don't anticipate. It's communication. Okay. Uh, And exactly going back to what you said, Hmm. uh, communication, I think the biggest danger is the feeling that you have communicated. Hmm. Right? Uh, Now has the other person understood? Hmm. Uh, Because the first level manager goes and says, I've given the feedback. What else do you want? Now, the challenge is, I thought the other person has understood.
2: Mm. Uh, and
1: that's why earlier when I spoke, I said feedback, you have to see it in a cultural context mm. is typically we believe that the other person will understand, understand, mm. uh, we don't explicitly say it in words. So mm. if you see it in the European context or the American context, they will explicitly ask for what they need. Okay, they will explicitly tell what they require. Okay. A lot of times in our context, we assume that the other person will understand what I need.
0: What I mean, Hmm.
2: you
1: worked with me for so long. Don't you think this is common sense, Hmm. right? So it's fundamental basic communication. Okay. Uh, And most of the time when we step in, Hmm. we are just ensuring that we coordinate and collaborate. Therefore, everybody is communicated, understood. Uh, And then the manager is wondering why the hell did I pay this fellow? Hmm.
2: Hmm.
1: Right. Because I didn't do any magic Right. I just went into the group and said, okay, ensure that all of you are clear in what you're communicating Hmm. to each other, Hmm. Hmm. Uh, expectations are clear. Methods of giving feedback is clear. The technique is clear. Outcome right. is clear. Mm. So it's as simple as that. And mm. a lot of times if you communicate well, mm.
0: the, the entire process gets absolutely, settled. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So now, now let, let's put it in black and white. Sure. Right. Uh, now we know for a fact that giving feedback is responsibility of any mentor or even a first line managers or second line managers. Right. Sure. What if the feedback goes well? right? Uh, let's put it in black and white in terms of accountability. Okay. So, uh, if, there, if the person is not improving, who I should be holding accountable, is it because of lack of, you know, not giving feedback or the always actions not manager.
1: I will always hold the manager accountable. Always. always. I, is it? Okay. Because you don't have a bad, em- I mean, you don't have a bad person, you have a bad employee. Okay. Uh, so, it is in the context of employment that the person is not performing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. and there are times where people who have performed excellently mm. are dipping in performance mm. so it's not ability it's not skill it's okay. something in the context that has gone wrong Okay. Right? Uh, so for me squarely I will blame the manager in any context of performance That's issues yes. see performance. it's also about is the manager seeing it as coaching for performance mm. or are you going to go and at the end of the term or quarter or whatever tell the person you did not perform Mm-hmm. I mean, if I was sitting there, I'd probably turn back and ask. I mean, you are my manager. What the hell were you doing all this life? all this while? Mm-hmm. I mean, you knew I was doing something that was not right. Right. You knew that I probably end up somewhere. I mean, why did you not advise me anywhere? Right. And if the manager goes back and says, "No, no, no, I've done all this, and the person has not changed," mm-hmm. then then who hired this person? Right. I mean. Uh, you approved the entry of the person. You worked with the person. Your mm. ongoing uh, discussions you have. So I would always lay the blame squarely blame at the foot around, of the uh, manager. Uh, right. right.
0: Okay. I was also picking out one of the word coined meaning you coined a uh, word as uh, performance uh, plan. For, right. For we call it as we we call it as PIP. Right. So uh-huh. uh, what I've learned, right, and also seen in the past, and my Uh, I wanted to give a credit to the, you know, one of the manager I was reporting, Shachidananda of right? He always says one thing very clearly, right? People should not be seeing the performance improvement plan, the PIP as a threatening tool. So, right. It's an improvement plan and where the response, the moment when you give the improvement plan to that particular employee, the complete responsibility shifts to the manager, not to the employee. It is up to you that you need to make sure he. Is is improved and you are successfully closing the PIP, right? Absolute, so absolutely. most of the times, what happens when 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 people give a PIP, uh, PIP, uh, what happens is that the employee gets so nervous, right? And they say, Oh, they, they have given a PIP, they have planned, uh, they are building a case against me, and they wanted to, you know, get it. Right. So how right. do we tackle this feeling? Because it's a behavioral or, or probably a perception-related or conditioned problem or how, how do we tackle this?
1: Uh, see, okay. Uh, I have a different version of this because PIP is okay. something that a manager should be doing on an ongoing basis, which means mm. as a manager, you are responsible for improving the performance of the person. Right. Now, the fact that a manager initiates PIP mm. is always confusing to me because that's what you're supposed to be doing all the time. Right? See, as a manager, I am supposed to be improving the performance of my team member. Right? All the time. Now, what is this suddenly issuing a PIP? Mm -hmm. So I think that is really where the context comes because the team member starts getting scared saying, okay, Hmm. they're building a case against me. Right? Right. Hmm. Uh, For me, I have different words for PIP. Right? Uh, The first P stands for potential.
2: Okay. Uh,
1: The last P stands for performance performance. So, if I am a manager, mm. I need to translate potential to performance.
0: Performance. And now, I stands for interference, right? Uh, how do I
1: move uh, these two? I remove the interference, right? For
2: interference, yeah.
1: So, now, if that is my focus of PIP, the employee is not worried.
2: Mm.
1: If my focus of PIP is to build a documented case against an employee, mm. uh, this fear is always going to exist. Okay. You're so not going to be able to eliminate them.
0: Yeah, which means that now the manager has a responsibility to communicate better, build an awareness around it and Always. give a confidence uh, saying that I'm there for you and it's not for the case and, and I'm going to be helping out. So that's where the real challenge comes in, Ashwa, right? The building that trust uh, within the employee by the manager, that's the real challenge, right? Yeah, but sure. when when you gain the trust and, and people are going to be blindly following you in terms of, you know, uh, whatever feedback you're going to give, it's going to help them and they will understand the acceptance is going to be becoming more higher. That's where that level one, level two and level three and level exactly. four is, exactly. is really making sense to me in terms of looking at the whole context. Right. And
2: so the feedback
0: right. as a mechanism, it should not be looked at a transactional status, meaning uh, thing. And it has to be looked at a holistic view, right? right. Uh, and that should be seen in the cultural perspective of, you know, uh, the complete organization, and who needs to, who holds the key here is the first line and second line managers. So no doubt, no doubt about it. So because I when I, I was very clear when I wanted to do this uh, podcast in terms of employee feedback, I wanted to bring this clarity in terms of the the accountability stands with whom. Let's be very clear. And I wanted to communicate this to the world, saying that the accountability still lies with the manager because I also strongly believe that when you grow higher and higher, the accountability and the responsibility is going to be always higher, right? And it's going to be it's going to be bigger, right? So you'll be held accountable for anything that happens in your organization when you're going to become, at, you know, when you're reaching the higher uh, level in the pyramid, right? So if you have to give one final uh, say or and piece of advice for the first line and second line managers what it would be shiva uh that's going to be
1: tough to give one line of uh, advice right uh, see uh, for in my context which i tell all the managers all the time is mm-hmm. being the first line manager is the toughest role in your career
2: mm-hmm.
1: right you transition from being individual contributor to, to managing a, other people right yeah Uh, Subsequent transitions become easier because you've always managed. It's only a question of scale of management, right? right? Uh, So don't try to do what your manager was currently doing because Hmm. most of the time people learn management by saying I should not be like my manager. Okay, right. Uh, So automatically we start cloning people that we've seen before. Now the fact is management does not have a single definition. Yeah. There is no five sets of rules and three sets of methods and all that. Mm-hmm. So it evolve your own style of how you manage people. I think mm-hmm. if, if you want me to put it in a phrase, uh, that is the single phrase that I'll tell them. Evolve your style of management. Don't Managed. copy the other person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get inspired by managers that you work with. Right. Don't become someone that you already know.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: be yourself. Right. Uh, automatically that is what really happens.
0: Tough, Shua, to be more honest, because I wanted to close the session guys, but sorry, this <laughs> is becoming so interesting. And I'm going to ask another question. To Shua. Please stay tuned till the end. Now, because when you when this, this, because I've seen myself that when you really like a leader, what happens within yourself is that you, you started imitating them right you start imitating them and you find certain things where you know the choice of words the body language everything gets automatically cloned right yeah. now when you do this and and if you're going to say that uh, learn management by the principle of don't be like your manager then then it's it requires consci- conscious effort to be more honest right
1: absolutely see uh, i'll give you a small example if you have the time right uh There's a quote from Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan says, Mm -hmm. being Jackie Chan is very easy. Being Bruce Lee is very difficult. Okay. Right. I mean, Jackie Chan is saying it himself. Uh, Being Jackie Chan is easy. Being Bruce Lee is difficult. Ah. Right. And then when they went and asked him, he says, Jackie Chan is me. Right. Mm -hmm. So being me is not difficult. But if I'm trying to copy Bruce Lee, that's extremely difficult. And in fact, he narrates a story where... Uh, when Bruce Lee passed away, mm. there were multiple people who were trying to replace Bruce Lee because his films okay. were so successful. Mm. And Jackie Chan was one of those people. Mm. Many of those films flopped mm. uh, because Jackie Chan was trying to be Bruce Lee. Okay. If you see on the films, uh, mm. Bruce Lee just does one shot and the person is dead. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jackie Chan is trying to jump over and he falls down and people in the set are laughing. Okay. So Jackie Chan, while he was trying to be Bruce Lee. Mm. He realized he's Jackie Chan. Mm. Meaning, every time I'm trying to be like my role model and I'm missing,
2: mm.
1: I start coming out. Right. See, right. I take a jump like how Bruce Lee did. Mm. But the way I am doing it, people, the sets are laughing. Mm. Uh, the way Bruce Lee is doing it, people are admiring. And mm. so now, Jackie Chan realizes, mm. I'm a comedy uh, martial artist. Right. Uh, I can do action comedy. And he created a new genre of uh, films by himself.
0: Right. 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 I think
1: so. It's not wrong to have a role model. Hmm. But the idea is to have a role model clone. and find yourself. Right, right. Trying to be like your role model, find hmm. yourself, and hmm. I think that's the journey of being the first line manager.
0: Right, right. So, which means it's gonna take some time. Meaning, uh, without subconsciously, you're gonna be imitating, and at one point in time, you're gonna realize that you know, no, this is not. You're becoming a clone, and you know, in need to be yourself and that happens very naturally right you you will definitely come out of that and be yourself and find your own way and uh, come up with your own principles and managements and value uh, within yourself and become yeah. right all right uh, shiva thank you very much for the time and uh, so much of wisdom and so much of uh, uh, knowledge everything whatever you have given and i hope uh, it, it is going to be helping a lot of people and changing lives uh, uh, because I myself was into this complete podcast today. It was so interesting and inspiring to learn from you as well as usual because I know for a fact that I've been, no, I, I knew you for a decade now, right? Oh, yes. From that, from agility days, right? So from that aspect, uh, I really like this and looking forward uh, for another chance to do another podcast if time permits my thank pleasure you. sure thank you very much for your time and you. guys stay tuned for the next video next podcast which is lined up on next thursday all right do watch the entire podcast in spotify in anchor fm and youtube as well all right thank you very much for listening thank you very much